Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. If I could only read lips, Brett. How do you think that conversation went? Wow, Gabe. That was wild. Interesting. Uh, on, the, uh, yeah. on the TV, uh, they have a shot. Um, of course, uh, USA Basketball, the Olympic uh, team, the national team, is uh, in Las Vegas uh, right now. So DeMar DeRozan <laughs> is in uh, Las Vegas uh, right now with the U.S. team because he sucks so hard, of course, like so yeah. many Raptor fans think on the way out, right? He sucks so hard, he's, on the, you know, he's only on the U.S. team. Uh, but Kyle Lowry is as well. Mm. So um, there's Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. They're really hanging there. It's weird. They already It already looks different. It does. That's a great observation. You notice, like, DeMar was further. It was, yeah. just, it was just weird. Like, Lowry. Yeah. They weren't side by yeah, side. It was there strange. Was, like, even space. when they were yeah. talking, yeah, they were just, it was just different. Like, yeah. you could just tell it's like. You know, but hey, it's a business. That's, that's yeah. it is what it is. I don't, I don't want to relive it, but uh, you know the the media, not not all the media. You know, just sort of the jackasses on uh, what's that radio station called? The uh, the the five the uh, the the five ninety. I guess the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan five ninety. Yeah, those guys are idiots. And oh, there's also there's another crew down the dial. They're just as bad. But They're all anyway. idiots. Oh yeah, well TSN radio is just as stupid. So, you know, all these people, Toronto sports media basically just, they defend the ownership group no matter what they do. Like, I swear to God, like, they could bulldoze, like, the building, and it's, oh, well, you know, it's, it's for the best. Like, every, everyone's just brainwashed <laughs> here. But, yeah, it, the lack of class that's being shown by a lot of people in the Marta Rose and on the way out is uh, pretty sad. But It is. It, it, it's a wake-up call. But this, that's one guy I don't mind, actually, David Feshick. Oh, he's good. Uh, no, yeah. he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Feshik's actually, not one of the idiots. He's he works, actually good. Uh, he works with my lady. He's uh, he's actually been in the game for a long time. He's the Toronto star. Yeah, they, they don't really. In the, sports call. You ever notice, too, they don't really put him on a lot compared to the other guys that they bring on. But when he's there, he's doing like more. He breaks more stuff like the unique stories, like USA basketball stories or whatever. He's a, kind of off the beaten path a little he's bit. He's not as out of touch as all yeah. the other dudes are. Yeah. Like, he's actually aware of yeah. like the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but anyways. Um, yeah, it's just hard not to get distracted when you see Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Again. That was just kind of weird just looking at it there. All right, so let's get into uh, let's get into some uh, fantasy baseball, yep. some betting on baseball. Fantasy baseball. A lot, lot of interesting things tonight. The Oakland A's have been really hot, so you want, you probably want to get some uh, ownership so, of their yeah. players. Good, good, good uh, segue there, Kev. So, yeah, the Oakland A's and that Texas series, it, that was just pretty much a fantasy palooza. Oh, it was. If you took Oakland and Texas players, you're And I did it. every day. Yep. I did. 
I mean, we had a great week of baseball pitch. Sure like did. I swear to God, the players, With I know the players we day. gave, they hit like 30 home runs I or know. something. And the game we got postponed, we had all guys hitting home runs. And you had Ben is, and everybody. I had, um, I was on the Chris Davis train earlier in the week. Everybody started to jump up. It's insane, man. He went from 4800 He's $5,800 tonight, I believe. And I'm still taking him. No, you have to. Yeah. No, you have to. Even though he only had five, uh, he only had five DK points last night. It's all right. You know, but. So, yeah, as, as we were saying, so, yeah, the Oakland Bats, absolute fire right now. And where do they go? Colorado. I know. They go to Colorado. And you've got Houston taking on Texas, and Texas's pitching is just terrible. Like every one of them. They just Everyone's getting lit up just every night. They're the worst pitching staff in the league. They are, they're horrible. They are brutal. Well, tonight uh, it's Gallardo's uh, turn on the. He's on actually the one of the best. He's one of the I better know. guys they got to go and go. Like it's, like it's like, are you kidding me? Okay. Gallardo's all or nothing. That's look, it. And his last start, look, he won six innings. He only gave up three hits. <laughs> he only struck out one batter, but he didn't give up any runs. The start before that, he gave up six earned runs. The start before that, three, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a pattern here of Gallardo getting like lit up. Well, he when he yeah when he gets lit, he torched big time. Uh, another another gas can pitching tonight, Cam is uh, Vargas. Yeah, I got. It's funny you the, mentioned the that. Pirates are that's, a, that's I have some pirate stack. I, I have think some cheap what, pirates in my lineup. Too. I got a few cheaper pirates too. Who do you have? I took a shot with uh, Dave, got, with the Freeze Man. So do I, Mister Freeze. Good call. I, well, I don't know if it's a good call. So do I. Probably a bad call if I like him too. Nah, it's just one of the. It's a good matchup against Vargas. He's in a good spot, uh, and, and he's a really cheap price. And I've got Josh Harrison too. Uh, yeah, I got my other guy is actually you're even gonna you're gonna love this one. Unflying under the radar, Jordan Lupnow. He's been very very good for these guys. He's uh, my outfielder, and I looked at your guy too. But I have a couple. I have a couple uh, Oakland A's in the lineup too. Now I, I sprinkle it around some Oakland A's. I got some. Uh, so pitching tonight. Yeah, pitching. You got a pitching tonight. Holy crap! Amazing. It's, it's an it's, ace it's night. Ace night. And I don't. I don't know. I don't like taking the aces. So I took one ace. So Max Scherzer's thirteen thousand nine hundred dollars. He gets uh, the Miami Marlins uh, in Miami. Chris Sale. If I was going to spend the money, Sale. Know, Chris Sale's the one at, at thirteen five. It's so expensive, but gotta do it. He's the one. He's just a strikeout machine, right? That's 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 the thing with this guy. Look, I mean, yeah, holy Gabe, shit! Like, I'm not... an idiot for like having a lineup without him. I mean, Gabe, look, can eleven I... strikeouts, yeah. thirteen strikeouts, eleven, twelve strikeouts, twelve strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Yeah, the strikeouts. Listen to this one, Gabe. Since June 9th, uh, since June in his nine starts, he's got ninety three Ks and sixty innings pitched. 41% strikeout rate, 16.1 swinging strikeout rate, nine or more Ks in eight, in his last eight games, and averaging 34-plus fantasy points in those uh, five, last five starts. Stud, stud, stud. Like, that, he's, like he checks off every column, we, and he's hot. Man. We've got Kershaw at 12-8. Yeah, I'd, Think rather Kershaw have sale. Is, I'd rather have sale. You know, you look at Kershaw, and he hasn't pitched um, past the sixth inning yet. Mm. And coming back. Now, he did get up to 108 pitches. That's good. That's a very good sign. Right? So, yeah. But at the same point in time, they're monitoring him. And as a Dodger fan, I say monitor him. Yes. You don't want to burn him out. No. In past years, he's been tired. By the time the playoffs come, we see this. Same thing with Chris Sale, man. As dominant as Chris Sale is, and we've seen since he's been a Red Sox, he fades near the end of the year. Yeah. They'll be careful Last year, he got to the playoffs. He wasn't Chris Sale anymore. You got to monitor these guys. You got to think of the big picture. 
But just for Kershaw, $12,800, Cam, you look at the numbers that he's bringing back, they're good. If you were anyone else, you'd be like, yeah, it's not yeah. bad. You know, 18 DK points, 17. You can't spend $12,800 to get 18 DK points. No, you can't. Like, he's being priced like he's still pitching nine innings and two hitters with 12 strikeouts. Exactly. And he's not. He's pitching 80 pitches and stuff. So, Sale now, that's the point I'm trying to make. You, you bring up the good point. You could pay for Sale right now because it's not at the end yet. Watch his price on yeah. DraftKings. Then you could start to go, because soon he's going to go, the pitch count's going to be reduced closer to the playoffs. Carrasco's season. a guy here tonight. You know what? Carrasco's a very interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, he's in a good spot, too. Uh, Carrasco's has a problem this year with consistency, though. I mean, there's times where, you know, he's faded and he, he looks tired. His arm is tired. And there's not a lot of movement. The velocity is down. And then he has one of those starts where you're like, ooh, uh, it looks like he's back. But then the next start, it goes back. You know what I mean? Like, he's not – something's up in Cleveland, dude. You're Corey Kluber. You go down the list of guys. Their aces are getting rocked. Yeah, their aces starting to get a hit. I just think their aces are getting tired. I just think we talk about it all the – we were talking about earlier about playoffs and stuff. Yep. Indian guys been in the playoffs. A lot of, you know, it's been a lot of pitching, man. Their bullpen's no good anymore. They you used to what? be dominant. Marancy, we talk a lot. We break down a lot of stuff. This is one conversation we want to remember because I think it's the biggest factor. Hockey the same way. Guys beat down bad the next time. That's the thing. We got we to, gotta, like, that is a great angle. You're right. The Cleveland Indians have been a hot team for the last years, and the studs that they have in their arms. We have to be concerned now. That's a, that is a very, very the good angle. The carrying the Yes, exactly. Because they, they can have power outages despite having a good lineup. They're a weird team. They're very odd. Like I, But they're, they're not a good team to bet on in the regular season. But in the playoffs, but you I, might want to give them a shot. They're not. Yeah, I was going to say that. That It's not like in the playoffs, oh, you're playing the Cleveland Indians. That's fun. That's when they're tough. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Suddenly it's like, oh, shit, they got Trevor Bauer coming up now, and they got Kluber, and they got Carrasco, right? Like the playoffs, but they're sort of spent by the time they get there. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the opposite, Cam. It, and another thing, too, it's hard to really, really judge Cleveland. Like if Cleveland was forced to be better, they probably would be better. Like if Cleveland was in another division. It's hard to get motivated when the Kansas City Royals, like what they're – what, what, they, they, Not just the Royals. Have you seen that? The Royals. Yeah. Like, Tigers. Even, exactly. the, even the Twins are not a great, like, they're an overrated So even team. If, if you're the Indians, even if you're them, you're thinking, yeah, whatever, man. Every year we make it to the playoffs, we lose. It's about winning a World Series. We're going to win a division. Yeah. So, you well, know, no, it's it. about the big picture here. They have to think a big picture. They don't have that same desperate, we got to win every night. And Francona is a hell of a manager. You get to the playoffs, you don't want to be dealing with this guy. So, you know, I'm not going to discount Cleveland. So, Carrasco, 11-4 tonight. Greinke's 10-7. Fulte is uh, 9-7. I was intrigued by Chris Archer tonight at 9-5. Uh, Bumgarner's 9-3. Pavetta's 8-2. LeBlanc has actually been really good. Yes. LeBlanc has been in a real zone. He's $7,900. He's in L.A. But when it was all said and done, Cam, I went with Dallas Keuchel. Hmm. No one's taking Keuchel anymore, but uh, he's uh, quietly slaying it right now. Let's go back. His last four starts, Cam. 26 DraftKings points, 16 DraftKings points, 21 DraftKings points, 29 DraftKings points. You get it for a fair price, too. Exactly. And there's a negative perception around him. Uh, he's won four straight starts, posting a 5-0 mark with a, two, uh, a perfect uh, 2.00 ERA in his last seven outings, dude. No one's talking about this. He's, he's back to his Cy Young form right now. Um. 
He hasn't uh, given up an earned run in his last two starts. In his last start, um, he gave up one earned run and two hits over seven and two-thirds against the Angels on the road. Um, He's faced the Rangers four times this year. He's got uh, 22 strikeouts and 24 innings against them. Um, ten, uh, ten earned runs, uh, ten runs uh, allowed, ten earned runs allowed in the four games. That's not bad. Two point five. Rangers are hitting two forty three against them only. I think Dallas Keuchel is a play tonight, and I'm going with the old man. Carbs and calories. <laughs> you remember when he loses weight? It's carrots and celery. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> When he gains weight, it's carbs and calories. And at times with CC's about the CC Seagram's whiskey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> C Canadian Club. Yeah, yeah the CC. Yeah. Cookies and cream, Canadian Club, carbs yeah. and calories. CC's about the is a different. Uh, we got a lot of cookies and calories. The CC. That's when when it was heavier in his old yeah. days. Of course, he was a boozer. That was in his Canadian uh, Canadian yeah. Club days. Yeah, the old CC, uh, the old CC whiskey days. <laughs> Now he's, yeah, cal- uh, <laughs> carrots and celery. <laughs> carrots and celery. I think it's a good price, $6,900. Yeah, Royals are only hitting two, 211 against them. No, no, what? no one's afraid of the Royals' bats. That's that's the thing. You you can, you can play them and the Royals. That's what they got. Yeah, Whit, yeah, Whit, Whit Merrifield and a bunch of Mustakas and Merrifield are the only two guys. And I like one one other young player that I have in my lineup from them, but I only put him in because I had uh, very little money left. So Sabathia's got a 2.59 uh, earned run average and 10 home starts uh, this year. You know, he hasn't pitched in 13 days, actually. He got a shot, arthritis. And that's, and that's great for a veteran like yeah. him. He had arthritis in his knee. So um, he hasn't pitched in 13 days, so I like that. He's going to be nice and fresh as well. All right, we're going to go with uh, Evan Gaddis uh, at catcher here tonight. He's got a great matchup uh, here with uh, Gallardo. We got a guest, actually, at 620, so I better talk fast uh, here so we get to camp. So I'm going with Evan Gaddis. He's 5-for-13 uh, against uh, Gallardo. All right, uh, Vargas is on the hill here tonight, man. He's gotten lit up, all right? Uh, we well, brought it up uh, with uh, with Freeze. Freeze is 6-for-11 with a home run against him. Uh, Josh Harrison in a nice spot here yep. tonight uh, as well. Uh, Vargas's ERA is 8.60, all right? Uh, we're going with our boy Paul DeJong. Uh, computers <laughs> like him at this price here tonight. I like him too. Uh, my outfield, Chris Davis. Chris Davis got six home runs his last seven games. Now he's at Coors for the record. He's four for 15 in his career at Coors Field with a home run. If somebody's as hot as Chris Davis is right now, it's Hoskins, Cam. Uh, it's his kid. He is raking. Yeah, he went deep twice. We were talking about it yesterday. He had four home runs the last five games coming out of the All-Star Derby, uh, home run derby. And now he's, uh, his home run's up to 20 right now. All right, uh, he's got six home runs over his last six games. Uh, give me uh, Hoskins again tonight. And another really hot player. My boy Jock Peterson and the Dodgers over the last four games, he's got 10 hits and 20 at-bats. He's hitting 500. He's killing it. He's racked up 64 DraftKings points in that span. So, my team, and what a shock, actually. Nobody is scratched. I know. Mine, mine too. <laughs> I'm shocker. A, I'm a, I see all green. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas Keuchel, CeCe Sabathia, Evan Gaddis, David Freeze, Josh Harrison, Matt Chapman, Paul DeJong, Chris Davis, Reese Hoskins, and uh, Jock Peterson. Well, Marenzi, I like I like where you're going. We have a couple of the same guys. I went with Chris Sale. I paid the money. I talk about a 93 Ks in the last nine starts since 60 innings of work. 93 Ks. That's stupid. 41% K rate. He is just crushing it. The 34 fantasy points in his last five. Like all he does is go out there and win. And Minnesota won last night. Great spot for Sale uh, going tonight. Let's hope uh, he keeps up his great form. Then I went to the bargain barrel, Gabe. 
Luis Perdermo of San Diego. I had to at 4200 bucks. One of the cheaper pitchers there. Actually, in his last two games, 11 Ks, and I don't mind the matchup at home against Arizona. It is a risk, but when you're paying $3,500 for sale, you got to do something, and Perdermo was the best out of the scrubs. Now we're going with Ionetta as my catcher for Colorado. I think, people, we should get some exposure to the Oakland-Colorado game. There should be runs in that game. $3,500. He's batting in the eight-hole. David Freeze, Gabe talked about it. Vargas is a gas can. Freeze owns him, too. Only $3,500. It's one of the steals of the night. Going with Hampson of Colorado at second base. Younger guy getting some playing time. $4,200. I think he sets up well tonight against Oakland. Matt Chapman of Oakland is my third baseman at $4,300. Gabe, this was my one royal. I went with uh, Raul Mondesi's kid. Uh, yeah, he, he's going wow, with the, another kid. Huh? Yeah, he's at $3,800. Uh, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. Abderaldo uh, Mondesi has got a crazy first name. Let me see how he, I don't even know how to say that. What is it? What is his first name? It's There's really always weird. crazy new Latin names in baseball now. Aldelberto. Aldelberto Mondesi is his name. Aldelberto. Anyway, $3,800. You got to go with Chris Davis. I don't care if he's $5,800. The man is in fuego. A steal at the outfield is Dexter Fowler. Played very poorly at the start of the season, but now being rewarded with some good stuff there. And Lupno from the Pittsburgh Pirates, a great situation against the Mets. Sale, Perdamero, Ionetta, Freeze, Hampson, Chapman, Mondesi, Chris Davis, Fowler, and Lupno. Good stuff. Uh, we'll talk some NASCAR. We'll recap our uh, our baseball lineup quickly, too. Uh, we'll also uh, talk a little CFL showdown yep. uh, tonight. Single game uh, drafting showdown NASCAR with Sean Engel next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Taking you to medieval times. Get on your horse. It's time for a joust. Right. <laughs> hey, wench, where's my, uh, give me my Cornish hen. <laughs> that music sounded like like a fight, like, dun, 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 like gladiators. Don't yeah. they Don't they actually have that uh, down the street? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to it. It's like a dinner and a horse show. Yeah. and like You kind of bet on the horse, like but you don't really bet on it. But it's like, who's going to win? Which night? And then they serve the food with no utensils, so I just dig into the... T- <laughs> and they have wine and stuff. Yeah, it's just a night of debauchery, basically, and you watch a bunch of guys uh, joust each other. I'm not going to say... Do you call the waitress wench, too? Yes, you're supposed to. Oh, like, really? I said, hey, hey, wench. I said, hi, and she's like, the name is wench. And I'm like, oh, so you're encouraging me to call you wench. I didn't really feel comfortable, but now I will. Thanks. Now you are a wench. Hey, wench, where's my drink? Yeah, hey, w- hey, wench, where's my Chardonnay? Let's go. The Green Knight's coming out. <laughs> 
Trust me, it's something game you should do once, but you won't do again. It's like one of those experiences. Go, yeah, it was all right, but I, I know people who like actually like go to medieval times often. I kind of don't understand it, but uh, that's their thing. Hey, we like to gamble. They like to. The closest I've there. come to medieval times is uh, I stay at the Excalibur sometimes yeah, in Vegas. That's close. <laughs> it's very close. Yeah, it's pretty stupid, actually. All right, let's bring uh, <laughs> let's bring uh, Sean Engel in. Yeah. Pocono. Let's talk some uh, Pocono. How you doing, Sean? You ready to talk some NASCAR? Yeah, Gabe. I'm here. I'm live. And, well, we're here at the Tricky Triangle, so it should be a fun old time. You know, it's crazy when you think about Pocono because the whole Cup Series has really raced at Pocono fairly recently when you think about it. I was only, what, like seven races ago, I'm pretty sure it was? Yep, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, I don't know why they have this twice in a year. Yeah, why would they do that? I don't... And sometimes they'll have two They'll have two races at the same track, but one in the regular season and one in the playoffs, playoffs in, yeah. you know, in, the, in the chase for the Cup, et cetera. Strange. And especially from a fan perspective, as I was talking about earlier, Sean, Pocono's not known. It's, it's not the great live experience just because it is so big and it is just so vast. That it's not the best. I don't know why they do two races here. And then they're taking races away from some other places uh, as well. But uh, nevertheless, um, let's 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 uh, jump in here. So Martin Truex uh, started fourth, and he ended up uh, winning. Now, Steve Merrill talked about this earlier, about how Harvick has run well here, but he never ends up winning. Truex only won 31 laps uh, in the last race, but he ended up winning. Kyle Busch won the race uh, before are you looking at the usual suspects this week, Sean, in which you're basically picking between Bush, Harvick, and Truex, which one of these three is going to win? Yeah, with uh, this week's race, we are definitely looking towards Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and Kevin Harvick. These three guys have been the guys to beat all season, and at Pocono, these guys have always been competitive at the track. Kyle Busch, he's finished in the top 10 in his last four Pocono starts, and he won last year. And then you have Truex, who, yeah, of course, he won earlier in the season, but he's also finished six or better in the last three Pocono races. And then Harvick, he's one of the guys that's known for his consistency. He's never won at Pocono, but he's been in the top four in six of the last eight Pocono races, which that in itself is pretty impressive. Yeah, Sean, Gabe was explaining to me, too, like Harvick, he, it's, it's about the fast car. He's got the fast car with the long stre stretches and stuff like He's that. He's got but the smartest data, technology, and team. That's the exactly. thing. Yeah. So it's a long, flat track, Sean. So you, you think he ha he'd have an advantage. Everything is kind of lining up for him to, to be a fantasy-dominant uh, type driver this week. Oh, yeah, that is certainly possible, but you can never count out Kyle Busch and Martin Truex because it's like one week you see this guy is probably the best and most ideal pick, and then another week it's like, oh, the other guy is. And it's, it's all a whole game in which we also have to look at the practice speeds as well because practice speeds give a good indicator of who's good on the short run, who's good on the longer run, and everything in between, and that's going to be the real deciding factor of who to pick between these three guys. And another guy that we didn't talk about that um, has been incredibly consistent here without winning as well is Brad Keselowski. Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, um, yeah, he's got top five finishes in, fi in five straight races here. Wow, that's fantastic. Actually, yeah, it's the last six. Oh, so six. Wow. Ooh, so even better. And he's 9,400. I think he's the, you know, he to me, he's the one that jumps out after those first three big guys. Uh, but I'll get to the guys I like. Well, I'll throw some names at you. 
Um, so if you had to pick one, which one are you going to go with, with Truex, Harvick, and Bush? Which one do you put in your lineup if you, you can only pick one, Sean? So if I can only pick one at this stage of the game right now, I'm going to go with Harvick because he's been the most consistent of the three. And even if he doesn't win, you know he's going to be right there in case something happens to the leader right in front of him. He's been close so many times, and he's been right there in the thick of it. So all it takes is for one of those drivers, say like Kyle Busch or Truex is ahead of him, if they have a problem where it's like two to go, Harvick's going to win that race, no question. I was going to ask you, Sean, about a deep sleeper, too, because if we're going to take these big price guys, we've got to slip somebody in. Eric uh, Almarola, he's 33-1, to 1, also a, a very good track record here. The last race, seventh at Pocono. A lot of factors are 33-1. to 1, That's a big price. Uh, he, is he a guy that you're looking at for uh, fantasy value? Well, if that, if that the uh, last Pocono race was anything to go by, Almirola is definitely a guy I'm considering, especially since moving to Stuart Haas racing this season has only made him much more competitive. And as we know from last week's race in New Hampshire, he was competing with those other top guys, the big three, as we usually call them now in NASCAR. And those big three... Yeah, sure, they've won most of the races, but you got to think of guys like Almirola who've been just starting to show their face more and be right in the thick of it, too. So I do like Almirola quite a bit this week. And one thing we should note, too, Almirola is more of a long shot for, for betting purposes. Yeah. But I don't, you know, he's not that cheap. He's yeah. $8,200. I him, like him. You I, want him cheap? No, I'm, no I like yeah. him. I'm putting him in my lineup yeah. for sure. I think I think he's, uh, he's worth a look here. I, you know, the price is decent, but... I'm just stating he's not one of these. It's not like 6,500. Exactly. It's not like the extreme punt uh, play here. But, yeah, Amarola's got to be someone. What about uh, Kyle Larson? Um, what's your take on Larson? So, Larson, he's led laps in seven of his nine starts at Pocono, and he's placed 12th or better in all but one of his starts at Pocono. So, you got to say, Larson definitely really likes this track, and especially because he was the runner-up earlier this season. So you got to find a lot to like about Larson this week, and if the practice speeds are there and with those big three guys, he's definitely one to watch. You notice, Cam, yeah. this, it's a lot like uh, tonight with, uh, with baseball with all the aces. Yeah. In this track here, there's a lot of guys. You could be like, man, this guy could win, that yeah. guy could win. You know, there's, there's the three and there's a lot of dudes with, with other very good uh, track records. All right, so we talked a little bit about Brad Keselowski. He's definitely someone to, uh, to keep, uh, keep uh, your eye on this week. Uh, what's your opinion on Joey Logano this week? So with Logano, I'm sort of in a wait-and-see mood with him because even though he's finished in the top 10 in five of the last 10 races this season, he's also only had two top 10 finishes in the last six Pocono races. So while he has been showing some decent consistency throughout this season, Pocono just has been a mixed bag for him. So can't really lock him in just yet. What about uh, Chase Elliott? This guy, he's got a good track record. He's got a pretty good track record there, Sean. Uh, very, very solid there. Four top rated. ten finishes Yeah, that's here. the thing. Four top tens, a top five. Chase Elliott, no one's really talking about him. Uh, what's the deal? Uh, do, you, do you like him this week? Chase Elliott, I find him to be a likable pick, but I'm also going to turn that into a love if he doesn't qualify that well because he seems to be showing the speeds there right around the cusp of a top 10 within these last couple of races, especially as the Hendrick Motorsports guys seem to finally start to figure out their speed issues. So Elliott, 
likable, but don't love him just yet. Um, all right. How about uh, we're looking for some deep, uh, deep sleepers uh, here. Deep, deep, deep sleepers. Yeah. Matt Kenseth, Ryan Newman. You know, guys that have been around here a while, but. It's crazy. It's it's not. It's you never expect to see Jimmy Johnson. The odds oh, sixty six yeah. to one beside his name. Craziness. Used to be six to one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, now sixty six hey, to one. Things change, man. All right, Sean. So, uh, what? Who did you highlight uh, the most uh, in your article uh, this week? DailyRoto.com. Uh, check out all of uh, Sean Engel's NASCAR coverage, and Sean will tell us about a uh, the um, the uh, the NASCAR show that's going to be coming. So, the yeah. The Prince. The, the Prince and the King. Yeah, the King I like and the it. Prince, Junior both of and them. Senior. But, so, uh, we'll yeah. Out in a minute. So, yeah, who would you focus in on? Who were a couple of drivers that we didn't talk about that you want to get out there for people? So, one drive, about two drivers that I want to consider that might be falling close to that real punt range that you guys like to, to think of is uh, Alex Bowman and Paul Menard. But this is just also based on the equipment these guys have alone, especially because Bowman has been getting more and more consistent finishes over time. You even look back within the last five races this season, four of those finishes have been 11th or better, and those have been on a variety of track types. So Bowman seems to really be figuring out his car. And then you also got Paul Menard, who's driving in that Wood Brothers Ford. And the Wood Brothers racing team has a technical alliance with Team Penske, as you know, with... Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano. We all know how good Brad Keselowski is, so some of the information that they could share goes right to Paul Menard as well, making him somebody to really consider as those value guys. You guys had one guy to pick to win. What would your pick be? I'm going to say Truex. Truex? He's on fire. I'm going to go with Truex. What about you, Prince? It's not. I'm I'm really not going out on a limb here. I mean, three to one. So I'm going to say Truex. My, uh, I would say Koslowski. That would be my other sort yeah. of longer one. So right now, I'm going to say it's going to be between Kyle Busch and Truex. But if either of those two have problems, Harvick is right there with them. And Kozlowski's not going to be far behind, too. See, we talked about yeah, it earlier. Get, it sounds like a superfected horse racing yeah. with the three guys. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, we said, happen. look, if, if it's the Pocono Derby. Derby. <laughs> <laughs> and down the stretch they, they come. come. Yeah, so there's been 20 races. Those three guys have won 15. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not, you know, I don't want to, like, I'd like to say something else. but Perfect Bush and Truex. It's nuts. Basically, on a weekly basis, yeah. Cam, it's like pick one of them. It's you should be able to make money, right? Yeah. But they've audited it now that you can't really pick two. You can't even take two guys yeah. at plus 300. Yeah. You know what I mean? The variables are too much. But we talked, look, earlier in the year, Kevin Harvick was freaking dominant. It was like, holy crap, man. This guy's just, you know, way faster than everybody else. And then, boom, Kyle Busch started winning races. If you notice, now Truex is starting to get in a little bit of a groove. And a lot of these tracks, guys, uh, Martin Truex isn't, uh, he's not a plate racer. They, so it takes Daytona and Talladega out of the mix. You take the road courses out of the mix. Basically, Cam, on like what they call the cookie cutters. He's a cookie king. The 1.5 yeah. million, the flat yeah. tracks, the, the sort of concrete, just, you know, they're standard ones. He owns them, bro. Like, he won, like, eight of the 12 races on these tracks last year. And now, look, Sean, he's won. Truex has won three of the last seven NASCAR races. And we, we mentioned there was a plate race. You got a, a street race in there, road course race. So I'll discount those. So to me, he's won three of the last five sort of cookie-cutter tracks. 
I think Truex is the hot guy right now. So that'll be my one guy. Who's going to be your one guy? So I'm right now, as I've said, I'm still between Truex and Kyle Busch because Kyle Busch has also been right there with them. When Truex doesn't win, Kyle Busch is literally right there in order to steal it away, too. So Truex right now is yeah. definitely the hotter guy, but you can't forget about Kyle Busch when he's right there, too. I think Truex right now edges Busch out a little bit, but Busch is just right there. How about this one? Gabe never won in 35, but been close. Harvick. Ooh. Going off the board. <laughs> well, with, uh, with Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Three to one. Yeah, I know. Yes, he's He'll probably be plus two fifty by Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you're not getting a lot of value no, on Truex. Me, me too. Truex, Bush, or Harvick? It's three to one or under. Exactly. What about Larson at eight to one? Like, there's, yeah, I don't know. I'm the one it. I would say, as we talked about, he's got five straight uh, top five finishes. Is Brad Keselowski, and Keselowski's yeah. due for a win as well. So he, you could get Keselowski in the ten to twelve to one range. That'll be that's sort of my long shot yeah. to win, and it's not really a long shot. It's a but mid shot. My mid, that's my mid shot to win the race shot, Koslowski. Yeah, I'd say I can agree with that philosophy too. All right, so uh, let everybody know about uh, the show coming with uh, you in the Hall of Fame or the King. So we actually used to have this show called the Father and Son Fantasy NASCAR Hour. So what we decided to do, me and my dad, is now we're going to try and find some way to bring it back. And it should be back up soon. And I mean very soon where it's going to be one hour of us covering all the NASCAR drivers that we can from a DFS perspective with DraftKings and even FanDuel as well. And maybe we might even include some other surprises. Maybe we might even fit in some Xfinity stuff here and there too. So it's going to be all fun, and I can't wait to actually get this show back up on the ground again. It'll be a lot of fun, and I'm sure all the lineup lock listeners will really appreciate all the extra DFS content with NASCAR, especially as the races get into the weekend. Yeah, we look forward yep. to it. We, we, look, uh, we look forward to it. Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, NASCAR is great. It's a great summer sport. The one, the, you know, the one mini negative that I have with NASCAR for me is when the playoffs come, it's head-to-head with the NFL. That's the thing. And That's we just, got, we got so much more money going on. The NFL NASCAR becomes second uh, fiddle to you. Yeah, and there's just, there's, you know, I don't know what they can do about it. It is what it is. Yep. And, oh, if you want to go to Saturday night, no, that's even worse. You're College football. football. You, you lose, there, lose. But NASCAR's thinking is, you know what? If you like NASCAR, you'll watch us. Yeah, and also is that they, secondary channel for football. They would guys. rather go against NFL football than college football. Yeah, like where's NASCAR big, right? In college, college town. Yeah, yeah, college. Yep, exactly. You know, you that, NFL, that's actually a really good point. It would they, they, yeah. they take a, it's a better risk with the NFL over uh, Talladega, NCAA. Alabama, Tennessee, yeah. Virginia. You go down the list. Basically, college town. NASCAR is very big, and the NFL is not massive in the South. You know, they like yeah. it, but it's not, they're not passionate. They, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they kind of like the Falcons a bit. Saints, Saints fans are pretty good. Yeah. No, in New Orleans. New Orleans are passionate. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm saying like, you know, people in Alabama yeah. and Arkansas. No, they care stuff, about the tide. They care about the tide. They don't mind the Dallas Cowboys, but yeah. it's not Life the same. Death. Yeah. It's, it's not the same passion. They're more than NASCAR. So, and once again, you know, me giving advice to a multi-billion dollar corporation on yeah. how to run things. <laughs> You've done it twice today. Yeah. Oh, I hope they listen. Yeah, like they need my advice, NASCAR. <laughs> they're, they're doing fine. Whether me and Cam watch on that Sunday yeah, head-to-head head against the Buffalo Bill yeah, game. I, I'm sure they're not concerned. 
But uh, great stuff, Sean. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, great stuff, man. Thanks uh, thanks for the insight. Yeah, no problem, guys. I'm here to be able to be come back on and that come back on again soon. So it'll be fun. All right, thanks, we'll, Sean. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll give you our best bets of the day. We'll take a look at the baseball line, trends of the day, and all that other cool stuff. Try to help you make some money tonight. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Love the Canadian Open update. I know DJ's uh, doing a leaderboard good. update. Kevin Tway still in first. We came in second. Keegan Bradley uh, T second. All right. What's going on with uh, Dustin Johnson? He is currently nine under through sixteen. Dustin Johnson, yeah, nine under, nine under through uh, sixteen. So is Rory Sabatini. Rory Sabatini. It's a blast from the past. Yeah, what is this? The hot tub time machine? Look who we got Rory here. Rory Sabatini. Look who's doing good. These are all guys in the top 15. Alex Cheka, he's like a beat-down German guy. He like shows up every once in a while. Ian Poulter's T9. Rory Sabatini, 9. Like he's, yeah, there's a couple of, like, John, Johnson Wagner's even like a journeyman. I'll tell you, Gabe, this course, Glenn Abbey, it brings out the worst. Yeah, Glenn, 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 Abbey. <laughs> Glenn Abbey. Anyone can play there. Ben Silverman's 8 I know, under. yeah, yeah. He's an amateur Canadian. I know. Ben, Mr. Silverman. Ben Silverman. What's your name, Ben Silverman? Man, there's <laughs> some great names here in this one. <laughs> Steve so, Wheatcroft. Oh, yeah, Steve Wheatcroft. So Wheatcroft. No, yeah, you know what Wheatcroft is? An old, uh, he's got like a mini paunch. Yeah, he's got like, he's been on tour for a while. Who is the golfer? We were, we were joking about his name earlier. Sounded like a golfer's name. Oh, uh, yeah. Hudson like, Wagner? Yeah, yeah, Johnson Wagner. Johnson, yeah. What's your name? Johnson Hudson, Wagner. This guy, Hudson Swafford. Oh, yeah, Hudson Swafford. God, yeah. that's like that. Hello. How about this guy's name, too? All these other great names. Rob Oppenheim. Oh, yeah, Rob. Hi, I'm Rob from Oppenheim Funds. Remember that company? They're like a fun, a fun company. They got Shane Lowry, Tommy yeah. Fleetwood, Danny Lee. A lot of Canadian dudes are playing well I here. Actually, they're playing really well. Like this is un- look Chris at Collagio is uh, seven under. Another amateur. Roger Sloan. <laughs> Sloan. It's not the band I hate. It's their fans. It's Sloan. Sloan. Sloan seven under. Like these guys are doing great. All these like amateur Canadian guys made the cut. Ooh, Philadelphia Phillies reportedly, uh, wow. The Phillies have agreed to acquire infielder uh, Azrubal Cabrera from the Mets. The Phillies aren't playing around, Cam. Nope, I like, I like what the Phillies are doing. Know what? It's actually very smart. Think about it. The Washington Nationals. Azrubal Cabrera from the Mets. They got double-handed, right-handed pitcher uh, Franklin Colomi. 
double. I don't know the guy. Double header. Colom. Double A. Colom. Colom. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, think about it, Gabe. What have we talked about the Nationals? They choke. They have power outages. They do. If you're a team in that division, you're Philadelphia. Going, you know what? We're actually closer to these guys than we think we are. Like. If, if there's any division... Well, they're going to hold off the Braves. The Nationals are the like thing. the least of their worries that's right the thing now. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you look at you look at the powerhouses, like, there's Boston. Like, that division, Washington doesn't instill fear in anybody. That's the thing. Like, oh, we're the Washington Nationals. Okay, whatever. Those other teams think they can play with them. Arizona Diamondbacks have just uh, made a deal. It's all coming together. Uh, right now, the the uh, the floodgates have opened in Major League Baseball. Diamondbacks have acquired infielder Eduardo Escobar from the Minnesota Twins. The Twins um, will receive three prospects in return: Johan Duran, Ernie De La Trinidad, <laughs> and uh, G- Gabriel uh, Maciel. Gabriel Morenci? No. What Maciel? Maciel. It's Gabriel. Gabriel Maciel. Maciel. Man, we got some great names everywhere today. Yeah. Ernie de la Trinidad. <laughs> that's fantastic. Ernie, man, that's De great. la Trinidad. Yeah, Ernie de la Trinidad, Johan Duran, and uh, Gabriel Maciel. You know what? If I were to say what sport are those guys from, i go boxing. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, you tell me. Like, you go, oh, de la, yeah. like, say those names. People, Trin- yeah, Duran versus Trinidad. Yeah, de la, de, no, versus de la Trinidad. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, <laughs> Maciel, Gabriel Maciel. Yeah, Maciel. Sounds like a boxer. No, really no, like, honestly, those three guys are, like, in a big boxing uh, card. Uh, and they were traded for Eduardo Escobar. That sounds more like a pitcher or a baseball player. But Escobar, yeah, the, the first three, definitely boxing. Or a uh, cocaine warlord. <laughs> Great call. Yeah, cocaine warlord. Too. Um <laughs> Goes to, you know, I'm looking at this, Cam. No, so this is a deal. All four players, uh, Hispanic, Latin, Latin American. Yep. Goes to show, though, the the influx. Like, I remember years ago, like, African-American players. I remember, like, Ron Calloway was on the Expos. Yeah. Oh, Ron Calloway. And yeah. um, he was, like, he basically said, like, I'm the only black guy on the team. Yep. And I said, well, I said, Vladimir Guerrero's not white. Uh, and he goes, nah, he's man. A, he a, goes, I'm American, right? He goes, it's different. I'm talking about African American, and and it's true. You look like it's way, way, way down. Like Hispanic, the Latin America has taken over Major League Baseball. Oh, definitely, they are. There's, There's a million of, yeah, a million. It's just it's. It's more and more and more, but now you're getting deals where there's four prospects traded, and they're all Hispanic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like Escobar was dealt for Duran, De La Trinidad, and Maciel. <laughs> like, <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> you said it, though, man. And that's the thing. I know a lot of the guys well, in the league, like a lot of the African-American players, are going back, and they're trying to get baseball in, like, for the young kids and stuff because it's one of those things that's dying, right? Like, you see less and less in Major League Baseball. Dallas Cowboys are insinuating that uh, they will cut you if you uh, protest during the anthem. I'm sure they will. If Dak Prescott uh, protests, like they're going to cut like him. That. I'm calling BS. I like that. So, Jerry Jones, you don't cut players for hitting women and pulling guns on women, but you'll <laughs> cut someone for protesting. <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense, old, does it? Oh, what, what a shock, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, Jerry Jones, his good buddy, old Papa John. You know, Papa John's, I actually sent them, uh, I never do this. I actually sent, you sent a letter? I sent them uh, an email, uh, I like uh, the it. feedback. I like it. Uh, yeah, and I said, you know what? I actually, I said, I don't know why, but I actually enjoy your pizza. And I said, I order for your pizza because it usually gets here fast. Yep. And I said, but since uh, since it's been publicly uh, disclosed that uh, Papa John's a raving racist, 
um, I have ordered from Domino's. And I said, I said, you know, I almost feel bad taking it out on the local. Because, you know, yeah, the local branch guy on Sherborne actually, Street in the hood. You know what? He's, he does. He but doesn't even know who Papa John is. You're He's right. just the guy that owns, you know what you're I mean? You're right, though. But but the thing is, though, that's, unfortunately, you're branded. You're you're affiliated with the guy who is that. You got and the guy's like, face on your that's logo. That's what I'm talking like, And the thing is, I feel Ken, bad for the franchise the owner. The thing is, though, yes? he's still on the board of directors. Really? Yeah. And he's still making money, right? So I basically stated, I sent an email and I said, you know, all you guys did is release like a generic statement. I said, I really don't get the feeling you're not apologetic. And I said, I keep seeing Papa John go on TV every two days complaining about how he was set up. And then I said, I also noticed uh, that your two other most famous spokespeople in Jerry Jones and Peyton Manning have been silent on this issue. And I said... I'm sure you don't care that I'm ordering from Domino's because I, I was ordered. Cause I, really, I thought of it because their, their computer thing came up I when I ordered from love, Domino's. I love the fact that you actually wrote the email. Like I, It's like that could, like, disgruntled old senior. Like yeah. You're getting down to business. Yeah, now. so I brought up Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah. I said, Jerry Jones owns yep. hundreds of outlets, as, does, uh, as did Peyton Manning. Now, Peyton Manning sold his outlets, actually, for the most part. He still owns, like, some shares or something, but... Peyton Manning sold all of his Papa John outlets, Cam, the night, two days before, a day and a half before they pulled the NFL deal. Yeah. He knew. Like, I don't know, like, that's insider. So Martha Stewart went to jail for that, but Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning got away he, with anything. Pay, yeah, Jerry Jones, too. Like, so actually, whatever. I'll tell another story. When so, like, the, the whole thing, whatever. Yeah. So I basically stated to Papa John's, I said, I don't really think you guys are sorry. And another thing is, too, everyone already knew, oh, everyone already knew that dude was a racist, all right? It's no secret. He's been, you know, sounding dog whistles for years. So everyone already knew. And I said, basically, you guys are you guys knew for the last year about that tape. You didn't do anything. And I said, I wish I'd like to return to your brand when I know that he has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And uh, you know what they replied to me? What? Nothing. Yeah, because he's still involved. No, and they even said, like, <laughs> we will they even said, thanks for your feedback. We look forward to our exchange with you. Like, Papa John's cared so little, <laughs> they didn't even get back to me. Wow. It's been like a week, too. Seriously? Yeah. Like, that's, it's, well, you know what, dude? Their stock's down like 30% now or something. It's, it's like, it's a bloodbath. And for the record, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll move on from this, yeah, but behind, behind the scenes, it's getting really ugly. Because basically... Papa John is such a dick, he wants to take them all down with him. That's not right. Like, they're basically yeah. telling him, dude, like, just leave, shut up, man. Like, you're going to destroy the company 100%. Every time you do one of these interviews, our stock goes down more. And people are aware. People aren't stupid. People know he's on the board of directors still, and he has a 30% share. And get this. Word on the street is he's going to try a hostile takeover. He still owns 30%, so he's going to try to buy shares and, like, take take it back. So they just did something to try to block them from doing this. They actually, like, changed the share, and they basically threatened other shareholders, saying, if you sell him any shares, like, you're done too. So there's a hostile thing going on. So I guess maybe they figure, whatever, man, you know, what are they going to say to this kid? What are they going to say to me online? You know what I mean? They're glad, trying They're no, trying to get rid of the guy, but. I'm going to tell you. I just want to let them know I'm glad that, you, you know what? It. It's the right thing to Since, do. You know, and I was I was never a big Papa John's guy, but I tried it. Their pizza's good. I saw. I didn't know they ordered in my condo, you know, because it wasn't near there. And I yeah. saw it, and I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. I've eaten it before, but I was like, I'll see how fast they get here, and etc. Mm. 
and they were actually very fast. So during the football season last year, I was ordering Papa John's because they would really get here in like 35 minutes. So I was on board, uh, but I figured I'd let them know, hey, since this happened, I've ordered from Domino's three times. And I said, as I type this, I'm awaiting Domino's. And I said, you know, <laughs> it would. No, I did. I love it. As I'm typing, yeah, I said, as I'm this, awaiting Yeah, I said, as I type this, I'm awaiting a, a, <laughs> uh, a pan pizza from Domino's. Oh, and I said, it's too bad. This is money that used to go to you. And all I said is, I don't think you guys are. I didn't swear. I said, oh, I think you guys really aren't sorry. I said, if I would see some sort of real remorse from your company, maybe I would consider shopping there's there no, again. There's no remorse. And then they don't even respond to I me. know. That actually makes it worse. No response. They don't even respond. No, I was actually out with a. I was out with an old buddy this week, Gabe, and it was a funny thing. He's not a real sports guy. He's more of a finance guy. Great, great, good person. Whatever. And we were just talking about sports just a little bit, and I couldn't believe he said it. Like I just like, he's like, you know, Cam, I just don't trust Peyton Manning. Like, like that was the first thing he said, like, and he has like really no opinions. Like it's what you talk about with the teabagging, whatever. Like he had the same vibe. Like this guy gets away with murder. He he's the first guy that you hug. When, when you're winning a damn Super Bowl, like, obviously you're tight. Papa and, John's and, his best friend in real life. Yeah, and, and, that's, that's his best that's friend. That's nuts. So, obviously, to have a best friend like that, you have to have some kind of moral code that you think is kind of the same. Do you not? Like, you, you obviously, you're hanging out. Like, it doesn't bode well for Peyton Manning that Papa John's your best friend. That's not good. It's very, very bad for business and for everything well, else for that matter. And Peyton Manning's been uh, pretty silent about yes, it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Hasn't said nothing. Since this whole incident, zip. Zip. He hasn't made one comment to and defend he has or it, anything. And exactly, or to defend him. Defend him. That's what I'm saying. If so the fact that Peyton yeah. Manning hasn't said, you know what, you guys got it all wrong about yeah. him. He's yeah. not a racist. No, you know he is. He said nothing. He said nothing. If you're, And then on the second part, Peyton, then if you know he is Peyton, then why don't you come out and say, you know what, I, I you know. But he sold his stuff. I bet you he doesn't want people talking, actually. And bring it up the fact. It's better that people think that he owns these Papa John's and that he's part of this than people going, oh, no, no, no. He sold us Papa John's the night before they canceled the NFL sponsorship. And then people are like, he did what? Now, it's not insider trading. I don't know. I mean, the only way we would know that is if Peyton Manning told the people that he was selling the Gabe, franchises Gabe, to. You're a smart guy. For to, to unload that many franchises when you know the NFL's changing. It's kind of a coincidence uh, that, that he would sell. A, he owned like 80 stores, and he sells all of his there, stores. There's 365 days in the year. It was that day? Come on. Yeah. You, you're a smart guy. You know. Then, hey, the day, bottom two line days is, later, they canceled the NFL deal. He's Teflon P. He doesn't get away. He gets away with everything. I don't know if he's some kind of Illuminati. No, but whatever, another thing is, too, sticks. like I said, he probably sold this around the time that this tape broke, too. Yep. Because this He tape, knew bad things were coming. This, the, yeah. You know. Papa, like we said, everyone always knew Papa John was a walking time bomb. Yep. But the tape had been out there for six months to eight months or whatever. Yep. He probably knew, all right, it's going to hit. Everything's going to get ugly. And people are going to look at me, and I can just say, I don't even own Papa John's yeah. anymore. Yep. I don't have nothing to do with it. They have to rename the Louisville Stadium. It yeah. It was Papa John Stadium. Yeah. Louisville Cardinals. What's it going to be now? Another food chain going to step up? Maybe Yum Brands. They're big in they're big in that area. Like the KFC, Taco Bell. Ta- no, what? I'm gonna call. That's my. I, I want to get on the futures. Maybe it'll be like Yum Brands. Uh, that's how it all started yeah. on, on his tape. He said he wanted to be racist, like the Colonel. He said uh, Colonel Sanders used the uh, the N word. How come I can't? And the thing is, it's nuts. But thing is, after people are like, there's no record of Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Sanders even doing that. Yeah. 
actually, to de- like, there's no, okay. yeah, there's no record of Colonel Sanders being a raving racist. You can assume he was yeah. if you want, but there's no documented record of Colonel Sanders ever saying anything racist about anybody. Can I tell you something? And Colonel Sanders used to give away food to people at the end of the night. Like, that's, Colonel Sanders, like, was a good guy. That's another thing. I live, you've been to my place. Do you know the hospital is named the wing, the Colonel Harlan Sanders? He died five minutes, actually two minutes away from my home, just outside of Toronto. Sanders was here. He donated to the hospital. He has a wing of the hospital with that money. And you're comparing, oh, he's a racist. Hey, Papa John, shut up. You've got nothing for anybody. I got picks. Exactly. Get to the picks. (laughs) That was good. Good little Enough of the pizza chat. We got picks. First of all, Gabe, I'm going to blow by the CFL showdown. I just did a little quick one there. Blue Bombers, defense special teams, 52. Declan Cross of the Argos is 4,300. And three studs, Weston, uh, Weston Dressler, 9,900. Andrew Harris, the running back for Winnipeg, 13,300. And Matt Nichols, 16,900. All fits in because of the cheap guys. Now we're going to go with the picks tonight. Yar. Babano's on them, too. I like the Pittsburgh Pirates in the bounce back situation against Vargas, minus 140. Going to take a shot with the Dodgers, minus 160. It seems like a low line for Clayton Kershaw. Don't mind the juice. My pooch of the night. I like Milwaukee at plus 120. They beat the Giants last night and uh, the Philadelphia Phillies will be on the card. Yankees minus one to the CFL. I am taking Toronto in a bounce back situation if they have any pride. Plus 10. Argos teaser plus 17 over 46 and a half. There it is Gabe. Those are the picks tonight. Hopefully we hit some winners my friend. What do you what do you like tonight on the card? I don't know. Send me, send me, send me throw an interception on Oh, he looks, apparently there's all the big stuff out there. He looks horrible in practice. Yeah. No, it was Nate Peterman. Oh, Peterman. They actually had reports that, that yeah. Allen looks brutal, too. They both look brutal. <laughs> Bills! Bills! <laughs> hey, Buffalo! Buffalo! <laughs> Could be a long season for your Bills, Gabe. Yeah, Nate Peterman threw a pick six. <laughs> yeah. On the first... Here's, first throw? Here's the first scrimmage, first play of the, yeah. the camp. Here we go. Yep. Snaps the ball. Oh. Watch. Oh, my God. That was awful. Telegraphed. Man, that's a bad toss. <laughs> Under six and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe. Ugh. You got picks? Yes, I do. Give me the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates, minus 145. Give me Chris Archer in a raise, minus 165. Phillies, minus 125. Red Sox, Astros, Parlay, minus 135. CFL football, Argos, Bombers, over 53. Scout Radio coming up next. Other than that, you're on your own.